Welcome to the Sweat Simple Podcast. My name is Brooks Herbis, and I'm an online fitness coach helping people simplify and make sense out of the all-too-confusing fitness and nutrition industry. In this episode, we're diving into what do you actually do after you lose the weight. So grab a coffee, water, glass of wine, or lace up your walking shoes, and let's dive in. Okay, there is about a million and ten different resources out there about how to lose fat. And the reason is because that's typically what most people ask about. That's what people are curious about. But what do you do after you actually lose the weight? That's where there isn't a ton of content around. Sometimes it can be really freaking hard to even figure out what you're supposed to do. Do you keep your same calories? Do you increase your calories? Do you stop doing everything you just did to lose fat? Do you just like keep going with what you've been doing once you hit your goal weight? Like what the heck do you do? So I'm going to break that down for you in this podcast, what you should actually be doing when you want to maintain your weight. There's a couple different buckets. We're going to talk about what to do for your nutrition. We're going to talk about what you should be doing for your workouts. And then we're going to talk about just some things that you should expect because maybe you've never purposefully tried to maintain your weight before and what should you expect? What should you be looking out for? So diving right in, let's talk about nutrition. This whole podcast is going to be assuming you lost weight in a sustainable way. So for most of you, that means you ate in a reasonable calorie deficit. You didn't do anything crazy like cutting out carbs or doing keto or something that really feels unsustainable. I'm assuming here that you lost weight in a way that you felt like you could keep up with for your entire life. So for most of you, that means just eating in a really reasonable calorie deficit and you were probably counting your calories. What should you do now? Should you stick to those same calories? No. Your calorie deficit is to lose fat. Once you hit your goal weight, that means you want to maintain that weight. That means that you can actually eat a little bit more because if you kept eating in that calorie deficit, you would continue to lose weight. So good news, you can eat more food now. Um, So I'm going to have you bump your calories up. First thing you need to do is find your maintenance calories. So go ahead, get a piece of paper, pull out your notepad on your phone, whatever. This is how you're going to find your maintenance calories. You're going to take your current body weight and multiply that by 14 to 15. Maintenance is always a range. um, And that's because your activity is probably going to vary quite a bit. And there's no like set perfect amount of calories for maintenance. It's kind of a range. So you can either take 14, you can either take 15, you can give yourself that calorie range. It's really up to you. Don't worry about being super specific. Just take your current body weight and multiply that by 14 or 15. So let's say your current body weight is 150 pounds multiplied by 14. That's 2,100 calories a day. Those are your new maintenance calories. Now, there are two main ways that you can transition into maintenance after being in a calorie deficit. The first way is you just hop 
right up into maintenance. Um, you just go from eating in your calorie deficit, let's say maybe that was like 1600 calories up to 2100 calories. You just go from 1600 to 21 calories right away. Pros of that is that you get uh, more food immediately. Um, a con of that is honestly, the scale probably will spike up. This isn't because of fat gain. You're not going to magically gain a ton of fat just by eating more. Those 2,100 calories are still maintenance, but the scale is going to spike up because you're going from eating 1,600 calories to 2,100 calories a day. So you very quickly have more food in your stomach and your digestive tract. You're probably eating some more carbs and sodium. So you are going to see more of a spike in a, in the scale. If that sounds scary to you, if you don't really like that option, you can do option number two, which is to slowly reverse up into maintenance. So a reverse up into maintenance is adding calories to your current calories on a weekly basis. So week one, you would be at 1600 calories every single day. Week two, you would be at 1700 calories every single day. Week three or four, you would be at 1,800 calories every single day, and you would keep doing that, adding about 100 calories a week until you hit your maintenance number, which in this case would be that 2,100. So con of this, it's going to feel slow, and if you felt like your calories were already too low, this might feel kind of painful, and you don't want to do this. Um, pro, though, is that you won't see as big of a spike in the scale and it won't feel as drastic as going from 1600 to 2100. I have most of my clients do this slow reverse up um, just because it helps with that mindset. I know maintenance can be a little bit scary. So then if you see a big spike right at the beginning, you kind of feel kind of frustrated and you're like, what the heck is going on? I thought it was going to be maintaining my weight you are 100% regardless of what option you take, but sometimes just that slow reverse up can be a little bit more comforting after you've been used to eating and maintenance. Sometimes it can also be a good strategy too because it you're more likely to continue eating in the same way you were in a calorie deficit if you slowly reverse up as opposed to just jumping and automatically having a lot more calories to play with of course, you're going to naturally, you know, kind of lean towards some of those more quote unquote fun foods. And while there's nothing wrong with eating those, sometimes just a slow reverse up rather than jumping up to a much larger calorie number is going to help you still prioritize those more nutrient dense foods and the things you've been doing while you were in a calorie deficit um, a, a little bit better. So truly though, there's no right or wrong way to do this. It's just whatever you think and really whatever sounds most enticing to you and whatever aligns with your goals. So going along with what I was just talking about, since you're eating more food, does what you're eating actually need to change? The answer is no. And this is actually where I see a lot of people get themselves into trouble, I guess. That's not a great word to use, but let's just use that. This is where I see people struggle, would be a better word, when it comes to transitioning from a deficit to a maintenance. 
you've probably been in in a deficit for months, if not maybe years at this point. You just spent a really long time learning the types of foods that make you feel really good, the foods that don't make you feel so great. You've probably done a really good job because your calories have been more limited of prioritizing really nutrient-dense foods, making sure you're getting lots of protein in. So I know it can be tempting that when you have more calories, you want to change that up. You might not want to eat in that same way. You might want to lean towards foods that you had a harder time fitting into your deficit. So, you know, things that maybe aren't the most nutrient dense. That's what I don't want you to do. Do you have more wiggle room? Yes, absolutely. Can you maybe have a couple more quote unquote fun meals than when you were in a calorie deficit? And is that more than okay? Yes, absolutely. But should you still be eating overall, mostly in the same way that you were when you were in a calorie deficit? Yes. The habits that got you to lose the weight are going to be the same habits you need to use to maintain the weight. That means not really changing up anything about what you're actually eating, just eating a little bit more of it. So maybe rather than one cup of brown rice at, or maybe instead of a half a cup of brown rice at dinner, you're having a full cup. Or maybe instead of, you know, five ounces of chicken breast, you're having seven ounces. You can eat a little bit more of these foods. Your portion sizes will increase, but the foods you're actually eating don't need to change at all. And in order to maintain your weight most easily, I would really recommend that they don't. Don't start reinventing the wheel or trying to change a bunch of stuff. Like you put in the work, you built these habits, you know how to fuel your body in a way that makes you feel good and allows you to hit your fitness goals. Don't just throw all that work away. Stick with it. Keep eating the same things. So along with that, along with eating the same things, do you still need to count calories if you're in maintenance? You might not want to hear this, but yes, I do recommend still counting calories at first. Just like how we talked about how you just spent a large amount of time learning, you know, what kind of foods feel good in your body. You also just spent a large amount of time learning what portion sizes look like in a deficit. You could probably throw things onto a plate and know how many calories are in that because you've maybe eaten it 15 million times while you've been in this calorie deficit. Well, now you just increased your calories, so you know you can increase your portion sizes, but you don't yet know what that looks like in terms of calories of each meal. So just like you spent that time getting the education, counting your calories while you were in a deficit, I want you to do that same thing while you're in maintenance. Now, because you already have the skills of calorie counting, this is going to feel a lot easier and you can also transition away from calorie counting much quicker, but I do recommend starting to calorie count when you first move into maintenance, just so you can really get a sense of like, okay, what do these new portion sizes look like? What are some of the calories and more of these fun foods that I'm able to incorporate that I couldn't before? Continuing to calorie count is going to allow you to ensure that you're staying in maintenance and not getting close to that surplus calorie range where you're actually going to gain weight. So if you really want to stay in maintenance, you really want to start figuring out what do these new portion sizes and new meals you're eating look like, count calories. Eventually, you are going to be ready to transition away from calorie counting. And when you do that, just like how we didn't 
fully stop calorie counting when we switch to maintenance. We're not just going to go completely cold turkey and go from calorie counting every day in maintenance to not at all. Instead, I want you to start slowly backing away from calorie counting. So I recommend starting with just not counting one day a week. And I really don't want you starting with a weekend. Try and start with a weekday that looks just like your other weekdays. So maybe it's like, okay, every Tuesday, I'm not going to track my calories, but I'll track my calories the rest of the day. Does anything about your Tuesday need to change? No, you're just not tracking the food you're eating. It can still be the exact same food you were eating. And that's how you're going to be most successful at this and maintaining your weight. Once you feel like you're in a good spot with that, add another day or two more days that you aren't tracking. Eventually, you'll add a weekend day where you don't track and so on and so forth until you're fully away from calorie counting. Um, but it's a big transition, especially if you've been doing it for a while. And give yourself some grace. It's okay to feel like you can't go cold turkey. You just spent a long time learning this skill. Now you learn need to learn how to do this new skill of not calorie counting and really trusting your hunger cues and eating more mindfully. So backing away more slowly instead of going cold turkey is really going to help you with that. Another thing that's really going to help you with maintenance in general, as well as backing away from calorie counting is using the build a plate method. If you follow me, you know that I talk about this all the time, <laughs> but the build a plate method is making sure most of the plates you're eating looks like this. It's going to be a half a plate of veggies, a palm-sized portion of protein, a fist-sized serving of carbs, and a thumb-sized serving of fats. You want most of your plates to look like this, and if you do, um, that's going to be a really good way to ensure that most of the meals you're eating are pretty nutrient-dense. Does every meal have to look like this? No, of course not. But if you can try and focus most of your meals around this, you're going to be in a much better spot to make sure that you're still prioritizing those nutrient-dense foods that are going to keep you really full, even when you do have more calories to play with, and even when you're not counting calories eventually. This is what I do to make sure that I'm staying pretty balanced, and I've been easily maintaining my weight now for I don't even freaking know, probably going on like four or five years without counting calories. Um, and I would attribute using the build a plate method as one of the number one reasons that I'm able to maintain my weight so easily. I think about building a plate like this, whether I'm at home, at a friend's house, whether I'm on vacation, out to eat. And again, of course, I don't do this perfectly every single time I sit down to eat, but the bulk of my meals are built using the build a plate method which just makes maintaining your weight a lot easier. You don't have to quite think about like, oh, am I eating a bunch of like healthy, good foods for me? Instead, you just know like, hey, if I build my plate like this, it's probably gonna be pretty balanced. My portion plates are gonna be pretty um, in a good spot and this is gonna make everything a lot easier. So that was all the nutrition side of things. Now let's touch on your workouts. Should your workouts look any different going from a calorie deficit to going to maintenance? No, nothing needs to change. You can still keep up your same strength training workouts 
like you were doing in a calorie deficit. And in fact, the really cool thing about maintenance is because you're eating more, you have more fuel, your workouts are going to feel a lot better. You might notice you're building muscle more easily. You might notice you're gaining strength more quickly or more easily. You're going to feel more fueled, more energy, more energized, and just all around better having this extra fuel. The one thing I will say though is you really want to keep your activity level the same. Um, so don't go from what you're doing in a calorie deficit, hitting you know your step goal every single day, doing four strength training workouts a week to say, well, I hit my goals, so I'm I'm good. I'm tapping out on all that. No, again, the habits that got you to your goal weight are going to be the habits that help you maintain that weight. So make sure you're still hitting your same step goal, staying active throughout the day, just like you were when you were in a deficit, keep your same workouts, truly just keep everything the same. You'll notice that this is why, again, it's really important to make sure that the things you did to get you into a calorie deficit were sustainable. If you tried to lose weight by doing hours of cardio every day, that's not really all that sustainable and that's not something you can keep up long term. Instead, it's about making sure that your daily activity is something that you can truly continue on for months and years to come because that's how you're going to maintain all this amazing progress that you made. So that was pretty short and sweet because truly nothing needs to change about your workouts. They're just going to feel a heck of a lot better than when you're on a deficit. So now this final little part some maintenance reminders. This is really important because a lot of us spend most of our lives probably to date trying to get the scale go to go down. And it can be a really weird mindset shift to purposefully try and get the scale to stay the same. And sometimes that's the biggest hurdle for maintenance is truly just being comfortable with not trying to lose weight and to purposefully just get things to stay the same. It can honestly be kind of a, a messing with your mind and you need to get over that and get comfortable with that. So just some things to reminder, to remember. <laughs> this one we've talked about before, but the scale might spike up at first and it's still going to fluctuate. Just like it fluctuated when you were losing weight, the scale is going to continue to have those daily fluctuations based off a million different things. That initial spike up and these daily fluctuations are not fat gain. And if you kind of need a gut check to remind yourself of that, pay attention to how your clothes are fitting, take measurements again. You're going to notice that even with your increased calories, they're the same. That means that you're not gaining fat. It just means that these daily fluctuations are still going to happen because of water weight. So know that it's coming and don't freak out when it does. When you see that scale spike up, it's going to be really, really hard to not say, oh my God, this isn't working. I'm gaining fat. My calories are too high. I'm just going to go back to a deficit. Don't do this. Give this time. I want you to stay in maintenance at these maintenance calories for at least 30 days. Pay attention to your measurements. See how the scale is fluctuating each week. If your weight is within a five pound range, that's great. That means you're doing the 
right things. That means you're maintaining your weight. Stick with it for 30 days at least. If after 30 days you feel like this wasn't the right time for maintenance, you do feel uncomfortable, you feel like you are gaining fat, your measurements are going up, the scale keeps creeping up, then maybe your calories were too high. But most of the time, you just need to stick with this and get comfortable being uncomfortable. Number two, maintenance isn't to be feared. It can actually be really great momentum for your next calorie deficit. So it whether this is just a maintenance break, whether that's a week or two weeks, or you're trying to be in maintenance longer term, really think of maintenance as fuel. Like we talked about, you're going to have more energy. You're going to sleep better. You're going to feel better overall. Your workouts are going to be better. And sometimes it's just a really much needed mental reset after being in a deficit for so long. Your hormones are going to rebalance. It really truly is momentum and it can be momentum for your next deficit. So if your coach, you know, I often suggest maintenance breaks. If your coach or someone you're working with um, or just you in general want to try a maintenance break or suggest a maintenance break, don't panic and freak out about it. Think of it as momentum for your next round of deficit. That really brings me to my final reminder. You can always go back to a fat loss phase if you want to. Remember, we're giving this time. We're giving this at least 30 days, but you now just prove to yourself that you know how to lose fat. You can lose fat. You now have that knowledge, have that education, and you can do it. You've proven to yourself that you can do it. So what's the harm of trying something new, trying maintenance? The absolute worst case scenario is that you get a little bit too loosey-goosey with this maintenance phase. You end up being more in a surplus. You gain some fat. Well, then you just lose it again, just like you did this last time. You now have the skills and have proven to yourself that you can lose fat. You know how to do it. And you can always go back to a fat loss phase whenever you want to. That is a really powerful thing. And it can help you feel a little bit more comfortable with maintenance because now you know like, hey, this doesn't have to be forever. I can actually lose fat again whenever whenever I feel like it um, because I know how to do it. It's not this like thing that's like constantly evading you and you just don't know what the heck you're doing and why the heck you can't lose weight. You've done it. You know how to do it. So there's no reason to be afraid of maintenance or seeing the scale go up a little bit because you know that if you ever want to, you can lose it again. That's it for this episode of the Sweat Simple Podcast. If this was helpful, please feel free to share with a friend. I would really appreciate it. That's the best way for me to grow. If you have questions on this episode, always feel free to shoot me an email, sweat.simple.co at gmail.com. If you feel like you need a little bit more of a hands-on approach and you want to get into maintenance, but you're just not sure how apply for coaching. I would love to help you work through all of this, work through that mindset. But just in general, thank you guys so much for listening and I hope you have a great rest of your week.